You're listening to the Authenticity Podcast with Drew Malone. Now, this podcast will be about how God works in our lives, how God works through Scripture, and how God works through current events. Now, one of the things I want to talk about today is John 10.10. John 10.10 reads, actually we'll start from verse 9. Jesus is talking about himself, and he says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, my big question, my big wondering through this whole thing is, and we are in the midst of this coronavirus crisis, this coronavirus and economic crisis. They say that 32% are the latest numbers of uh, uh, unemployment. We are getting to a place where it's hard to ask the question, how does one live life abundantly when everything seems to be falling apart? And now that's the question. And we'll dive into the question and really try to get to the heart of the matter. Is abundance in life having to do with circumstances or does it have to do with who you're a part of? That's coming next on the Authenticity Podcast. Now let's get into the heart of our podcast here. Why are we doing this? I felt very led by God. I am a believer since 2015, so about five years now. I felt very moved to talk to people in the most authentic way I could about how God was moving in my life. And um, secondly, how God moves throughout current events in history. Many of you don't know or may not know, I am a history teacher. I'm actually a substitute right now, but I am a certified history teacher in the state of Washington. And I'm also a believer, and I've been thinking and I've been contemplating, how can I combine those two things? How can I make those two things relevant to your lives? How can I make that relevant to your faith? And in this podcast, the Authenticity Podcast, and the reason why it's called the Authenticity Podcast is I really believe that there is and never has been anyone more authentic, more truly themselves, more truly Uh, dedicated to what they're doing in life than Jesus, than God. And I want to inform you more about him because I think definitely in this time we could definitely uh, use to learn more about God. It's funny in history to me how we can kind of take a historical perspective upon Uh, hard times in our country. We tend to look back in reverence and of the people in our country that uh, went through suffering and went through shortage and went through rationing in World War II. And I would like to consider for a moment that we too will look back someday with reverence and how we acted in this time 
if we act in a certain way, if we don't act in desperateism, if we don't act and become paralyzed by fear. Fear is the great enemy in this. When we fear so much, we are paralyzed by that fear. Are we truly trusting in God? I think we can trust in God and say that no matter what happens to us, even if we are exposed to the coronavirus, even if we encounter people around us that get the coronavirus, God is still going to be with us. His promises are going to be with us. And that's the most one of the most amazing things about about the gospel. Romans the end of Romans eight is some of my favorite scripture. It says that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. And Paul notes a number of things there, he says, shall tribulation, shall trial, shall life, death, angels, demons, shall any of those things separate us from the love of Christ? And his answer to that question is no, they will not separate us from the love of Christ. So that's where that truth about who Jesus is and who he is in our lives and who God is buries that fear under assurances of God's love. Now we live in a markably time of change, as Bob Dylan said, the times they are changing. And one of the things that I really kind of think about this change, and historically, I think God is signaling that there are kind of major changes coming, as he did during the two world wars, the 1918 flu that was very much more dangerous than this one. I think there are major changes coming along where we definitely won't be going uh, life as normal. But I wouldn't say that there's any assuredness that this change is not going to be for the better, that there won't be positives that come out of this change. I think you can look, up, look to uh, many examples in the Bible one would be the book of Exodus, where the Israelites leave their slavery in Egypt. And this whole time, right after they leave their slavery in Egypt, they begin wanting to go back into slavery because they they don't trust in God. They don't trust that God will provide, even though that God is providing manna from heaven, actually uh, food to materialize for them. They don't. They don't trust in God. And in the book of Exodus, there are real consequences to this. Moses tells the Israelites not to hoard their things, not to hoard food and bread. So they take as much as they need, Moses says. Take as much as you need. But again, the people don't listen to them, to him, and they take all 
a whole bunch of mana. But they find out when they wake up in the morning that it's all gone. And it is spoiled. And I kind of see this as sort of a parallel to what's going on right now. We're sort of having the same reaction. We're thinking, if God doesn't come through later, I need to stock up now and not trusting in God, that God will provide. And this is one of the reasons why, and largely we have moved away from God. This could be one of the reasons why we are lacking on our store shelves with our toilet paper, with uh, our peanut butter, with bagels, with common items. People seem to have this need for security when this sort of thing happens. They, When people f feel insecure, they tend to hoard. And God wants Israelites to remember here that he is their security, that abundance, that material abundance is not their security, but he's their security, trusting in him, despite what uh, the world may say. And I think this story speaks a lot to us in our time now, that who do we look for abundance, not material goods, because those material goods are not doing what we want them to do. They're not providing. But literally, in this case, literally we see God providing each day and the provision of God being enough. This, of course, much easier said than done. Much easier to say we need to trust in God, not hoard, than to actually do it. To actually say, what I need will be there when I need it. But even Jesus affirms this sentiment when he tells us in the Gospels that to not worry about tomorrow, for today has enough of its own worries. And then he compares man with a bird, and he says that even his father, your father in heaven, will feed the birds. Even the birds are fed. So, do you think he won't provide for you? I've loved seeing what God is doing through our local churches now. Even though many of them are closed around the country, I am really happy to say that they are moving forward on serving their community and being uh, ambassadors for Christ. And God has moved through them by helping them become uh, ambassadors for Christ, giving them the opportunity. Right now, we have a lot of families that, that are right on the edge, that are close to kind of maybe losing their apartment or not having enough money to buy food. Right now, my church, Lighthouse Christian Center, has purchased uh, enough meals to feed 800 families in the Tacoma and Puyallup area. Now, this is fantastic, and I encourage you to go out, and any extra food you have, any extra resources you have, give them, because God is using you, and God can use you to help provide 
for others, to help make sure others have enough. And God uses this time. And funny enough, there are many times, sometimes where God uh, works by apparent miracle when, um, you know, he'll make manna appear. But in other times, he uses people. He works through the believers. So if money isn't impairing, then we need to we need to be a part of the work that God is doing to help uh, supply people materially when they need it. If it's not an option to supply people materially, we can feed people spiritually. People need to be uplifted. Make phone calls out there. FaceTime. Uh, anyone that you know, contact people. Uh, let them know that you're there and that you're a voice that cares. Because in this time, we can begin to feel very socially isolated. Consider maybe, in fact, calling up your local hospital or calling up your local nursing home and saying, how can I, how can I help you? Maybe I can write some cards for some people in nursing homes. As, as you know, many of them, they're stuck, even more immobile than uh, the rest of us on the stay-at-home order. And they're frightened too. And make sure we're giving them phone calls. We're keeping in touch with them in this time. In many measurable senses, we're not doing well. But in a lot of ways where I think the Holy Spirit is moving sort of underneath the soil, there's growth happening. There's spiritual growth happening in this country and around this world that it's hard to see sometimes, but I want to encourage you and say that it's there. Look for it. Look and ask God, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? And be encouraged by it and help others have that encouragement because it's there and we need to look for it. Now that brings us back to our original question. How does one have abundance in a time of coronavirus, in a time where many of us are laid off. And this speaks to what we've been talking about the past few minutes. I think in a lot of ways in my life, I have become more abundant in the past few weeks because I have leaned into God, because I have made it a practice to contact and talk with people, because I want to communicate these great things and the nature of God to you. And I was not as encouraged to do that beforehand. So there's abundance coming out of there. There's a reason other than waking up, going to work and making money to get up in the morning and really make make each day a good day. Try to at least. I mean, obviously there's going to be very sad news out there. And, um, you know, there is a lot of suffering and a lot of hurt in the kingdom of God, as well as a lot of joy in the kingdom of God. But I don't think that should stop us from living an abundant life in Christ, 
getting up every morning and thanking God for what we do have, the fact that today I'm breathing, today I'm living, today I have a chance to see the sunrise. That is the unappreciated things about the kingdom that we don't see, that we, when we're so overwhelmed by the negative news, we miss that which is positive, that which is life-giving, and that is Jesus. And this has been the Abundance Podcast. We'll see you next week.